So I was kind of sitting around and, and hanging as I, as I'm going to tell you in the club jam, but I felt like just putting together just some poems. I've never really read poems kind of like what I've done in this episode for you uh, tonight. I never wrote them, read them. I, I read a, a bunch of poems in here and I kind of give you some experiences around them. Um, so that's really cool. And so I, it was important for me to to just do this. This will be known as the lost episode because I'm still not I'm still not sure if I want to post it. Um, so bear with me because if I do post it, it really doesn't have the best flow. But like I said, if you go back to the first episode I recorded, it was just me talking. So I think this is the same way. I just tried to give you some of my poetry and some of the, the art that I've made in my time of therapy to um, to let you see some of, of, of the man behind that curtain, you know? Um, because like I said, naturally, I'm, I'm giving you some of me here. But I am. I'm not. I'm not giving you everything, and so I give you a little bit more. I give you some poetry. I give you some stories behind it. Um, so yeah, it was it was a quality episode for me. One that I'm very proud that I got to do. One that I'm glad that I just got up and freestyled basically because we didn't write anything down. We just took it from the dome, and um, I hope if you do get to listen to it that you do enjoy it and that you do get to see some perspective and that, Hey, maybe you like some poetry from me. And if you do like my poetry, go over to Instagram, JDR creatives. Um, most of my focus has been around the positivity wall. So normally I would have, you know, from 2017, I started posting, I took all those posts down. All you really have is, um, I think you have 2020 up until now. So it's about 60, 66, 67, maybe 68 poems. Uh, but it gives you it gives you a little slice of me. I'm talking about all kinds of things in there. And it's just me creating art. And so like I said, again, I, I thank anybody for riding this wave with me and um, enjoying content. Like I said, um, I think I've connected my WordPress to this. Uh, I think it's JDR Creatives at WordPress. You know, leave commentary there. I've, I've added the link to these episodes um, for you to, if you want to send a message back. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm all about really trying to connect. Uh, I think that Anchor is soon enough going to give us better tools to connect to the audience. Um, because I would love to know just, you know, I have friends who listen and, and they'll just text me. But I would love to know. Um, how it resonates with you, what you feel out of what I'm saying, uh, because it creates even more dialogue. And, and like I say, in the future, I hope that I'll be able to actually invite guests in because the trick now is, is, is it's a physical location thing. It's you have to be here to record with me. So I want to be able to record these over the web and then post it all together. And, and Anchor already, just the way I, if you could see how I construct an episode, they already have the rhythm to where you can put those audio files in like that. So I, I can't wait for what is coming in the future. Um, whether I find work soon enough or not, you will continue to receive 
um, art from me because art is very important to me. And art has been very therapeutic over the last seven months through loss, through unexpected tragedy, through just hardship. Um, it has been a standing point to be a form of therapy for me. And I will continue to use it as such. So as I said, I've talked enough. Thankful for the support. And this is what we know as the lost episode. So tonight is February 26, 2021. This is a little bit of a more of an unconventional. I'm just style free and freestyling. That's what they say, right? So kind of more like that car feel that I used to have. I just come in and I just, I would be passionate about something. So I would just drop, you know, drop some bars and just say some stuff and, you know, it's been a long few weeks. I, I was thinking about it like it's actually been a long few months. Like the last seven, eight months to be, you know, specific. Like just so much, you know, crazy stuff going on. So much loss. So much, you know, trials and just trying to trying to navigate through it, you know. <laughs> but no matter what, I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna find our way. To try to get to where we want, even when situations or people tend to keep you down, you just have to find that person that you want to be. So normally, you know, I would start you off with, you know, hit you with the club announcements, and I guess I could do that here. Um, I was debating if I, you know since I was just sitting here and I just wasn't really doing anything, like maybe I should just go ahead and give you Positivity Wall 10. And I'm like, nah, I'm not in the right, like mind state to really, you know, dive into that. <laughs> I just wanted to just let it be free, just kind of, you know, something unrestricted. So I figured, hey, look, let me just, let me just go back to the style that I used to do and I just have a random topic or just something and I would just float with it. I think tonight really, what this this one's gonna be this episode's really I'm gonna read some poetry you know I haven't you know uh, I used to do some like Instagram live type of stuff you know but I would love to just kind of leave some different shades of poetry here um, I don't necessarily have much to talk about cause just cause it's like it's just so much that's being expected of me like with family right now so many things that's been kind of just like dropped on my lap and I'm just supposed to like stand tall <laughs> even when my knees hurt right that's just kind of what I gotta do and so it's not this ain't really a space about you know kind of bitching and moaning it's really just a space of like trying to come in, in into this and give you quality you know give you quality and and give myself quality. Um, all this, all the arts, whether it's me writing, me, you know, doing the photography, me doing this pod, all of it is a therapeutic um, response to the things I go through. But at the same time, I get really passionate about it. I want to create great art, something that people can resonate with, 
so i do take it personal <laughs> um and so as as you can see like the, like just for example you know when i was riding the car and i was creating episodes i could make an episode stitch it together from from the time limit of making the episode to stitching everything together and being done it'd be like a a 10 minute process afterwards like when i make an episode now the positivity wall or even like some of those off episodes like the valentine's day special like it was written it was written it, there was a session where i sat down and wrote the episode you know that's a 20 30 minute ordeal sometimes an hour depending on how i want the content to be seen so you do that you come to the day of you know i gotta listen to music get my mind right boom <laughs> we got that and so um you know then you make the episode then from there you gotta make the card you gotta make the artwork you know get the artwork right paste it in there create the you know the commentary around it and then boom um and that's that's an elevated process it's it's happened organically for me because i just want to i want you to feel what i'm trying to give you my voice can only give you so much but if you can see the words if you can see this and give the explanation then, then maybe you'll be a bit more into it so yeah i think you know tonight i want to spend some time and i think i you know i call this the lost episode because i'm still right now not knowing if i'm gonna actually produce this fully and let you have it i have a rule about creativity like anything i make i i believe in um and just making it and publishing it. I don't believe in holding it. Um, but that's kind of a lie in itself because like I'm sitting on over probably 700, 800. It's probably close to a thousand poems. And um, only a tenth of those are actually where people can see it, you know, because it gets real personal sometimes. It gets real deep. And so it's like, should I publish this or like, certain friends that like follow my account <laughs> it's like man if I post a certain poem especially like around love then it's a question of like who is this about and it's like just just enjoy the damn poem you know like I just need you to enjoy it just don't worry about who it's about don't worry because my thing is I think you know to take a step back in in all fairness they're concerned about me. They worry about me. So I, I, I do appreciate that. But it's like, this is my process of therapy. Um, and so this is how I help myself get through crazy situations in, in which I would normally compartmentalize. I just write it down. I just get my feelings out, get my thoughts out, and then I'm able to move on. And sometimes I can make very beautiful um, pieces of art sometimes it's just me screaming and rambling <laughs> you know but it's my art and so I think it's like at times I have not released certain art just because I'm like man if I release this poem this person and I don't, I don't want to think like that you know I, I don't want to think like that like this year to me 2021 is all about the journey all about discovery all about just being open to new things and I'm trying to be um, so I think you know, um, I don't know if it's a matter of like, hey, let me let me read you some some stuff I ain't really published. I don't think it's that. I just think I want to read some some stuff, and, you know, and we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You know, I'm going to give you some poetry. Um, 
piece of poetry that I think, you know, is important to me. Some poetry that inspired me. Um, yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. Yeah, so kind of like what I was saying. I guess uh, I got a random alert. Normally, I silence my phone during this, so I lost episode. Is what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm, I'm just gonna you know reach in and give you some. I'm gonna start with a, f- a few that like I posted, and then you're probably gonna see me go within the collection. <laughs> And then kind of start reading to you some of those, maybe. Um, I don't know. So we're going we gonna, to we gonna, uh, look back and we're going to see what we, what we can find. Because I think it's, it's important to, like, it's been some time since I really just read I, I don't know you know normally i would probably read maybe one poem or something like i've tied it into a discussion but like i didn't really i didn't really um i don't know I, I never really just read uh some stuff you know just i just hadn't <laughs> i think it's been some time like I, i've just read different poems or tried different things at different times, but it's just one of those things um, where we got to, you know, we got to uh, make it happen. Uh, And that's just the way we have to do things. I think to start it off, just because, like I said, just everything I've been through and just sitting where I'm sitting, like it would, it would be, it would just be beautiful. So I gotta start with Lucas. I'm not gonna give you the whole poem. Um, I just want to give you the end of it, and it just meant so much to me. <sighs> so, knowing you right now, you are in the coolest spots. Hanging with the coolest people, holding your own with the cool kids. Just save a ticket for me. I know you're front row at the best concerts. In my family, we don't say goodbye. We wait for the day to say hello again. Yeah, that that's um, you know every every June sixteenth now my birthday. Um, I get up. I'll read this poem. I'll probably say it. I'll go try to. I got a, I got my spot that I go for sunrise, and I'll go down there, and I will. Um, the commitment I made since since he died was I will go and I will speak about a year in a nutshell, and so I'll speak about the positives, I'll speak about the negatives, and then I'll speak about what I'm trying to do in this this year in this next year, and how thankful I am, and how much I miss him, and. And one of the things that's always tough for me in, in that situation is, like, I really hope I made him proud. I hope that as a friend, he could say, you know, Jam was one of those that I was very proud to be around. I'm very grateful to know him. Um, I think the hardest part 
in life is what do you leave people? You know, as a man, especially in my mid thirties, going to 40, I search for purpose constantly. Like I, as a father, yeah, I know I have a purpose. I know that I, you know, have that, but I spent so much time around like wolves. Like I talked about before, like people who have just tried to take my purpose from me, that it'll leave me sometimes kind of second guessing myself. And when you meet quality people in life, like I have, um, like I've known, it's just like, man, it's so amazing to be around people like that. You're just very, very thankful for that. And so that's what Lucas did for me. <laughs> I thought about it. I'm like, man, I really started you off like really in, in crazy uh, territory, right? Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just true. So since I already started you there, I want to, I want to take you like, I remember when we went to training, this was what, it was in July. So he of course passed away in June. We had to go to, to a training in July in Texas. And I just was like a mess. Um, so part of the story I've talked about it before was like, man, um, there was a guy that looked just like him, had a beard the same length. I remember coming around a corner and like my heart gave out, like, oh my God. It's like I'm, you know, because when people die, if you don't really get to see them because he was cremated, it's like you're kind of in disbelief. Like you know this is reality, but until you put your eyes upon it, you until you have that confirmation, you're always still putting that one percent of hope. I think that's why, like, we had what which is crazy about the funeral home business is like that's why they are the way they are because it's like honestly for me I, just return me to to dust you know what i mean i was made from dust return me to dust i, I believe in that because I, I just don't like looking at dead bodies <laughs> i don't um but i, I know it, it was just a surreal experience uh being there and i just remember like man it was a struggle and so this was me in, in Texas struggling. <laughs> I have cried twice today. I started early this morning. I felt I would cry at some point this week. Has been tough for me and for others. I have been scared to the point I thought I would shit myself. I saw you three times Monday. Each time my heart sank. Then that gentleman would turn my way. It's not you. I'm left in dismay. I saw you once Tuesday. I was able to avoid him the rest of that day. We took a shot in your memory, tequila, your drink of choice. My mind has been so scattered. I didn't realize it was Taco Tuesday. You would have been at your spot in your element. I found a way to get through it. Then it finally got me Wednesday. Once I got up, it hit me all at once. I hadn't talked to you. We didn't get a picture together. You weren't there cracking jokes. So I cried in my room alone. Then I got up and carried on. I saw that gentleman one last time. I kept going. I wasn't stopped in my tracks. All I wanted was to hear you talk, laugh once more. Heading home, I'm on the plane. I was shown a video. I heard your voice once again, and I broke down. It was overwhelming. Suck it up, buttercup. That's what you would say. So I got up, and I went to the bathroom. I pulled myself together. I sat back in my seat, smiling from ear to ear. I hear you, Lucas. Suck it up, buttercup. 
I did and I will. I miss you, old friend. Whew. The thing, the thing about reading some of that is there's so much charged energy that it takes you back to these, to those moments. And I, like I said, I can remember that each day that I was there in Texas was a struggle. And then I remember like they, they found a video. I was, I was literally, um, on the plane and they showed me the video and I tried to hold it together. And I literally felt, once I felt a tear drop, I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I cried in that bathroom and I was like, I gotta get it together because everyone's hurting. I think what I learned from, from his death is you got to keep going. You got to keep going and you can still honor, you can still celebrate, you can still be, but you just got to keep going. And uh, that was, that was the tough thing. This, this poem is the next poem and it's kind of like the flow of this. Since I'm here, I'm just going to let you flow through these poems. This was the launch day after we were trained everything we, we needed. Um, no, this wasn't this wasn't launch day. This was actually okay. So I thought this was launch day, but this wasn't. We were going up to be internalized into the company, and so for a lot of us, we wanted this. We we worked hard, really, and and Lucas was a person that meant so much to us, and we wanted him to be here. So um, this is the day that. I um, interviewed. The day has arrived. All types of emotions have bubbled to the surface. I wish you were here with us to be in the thick of it, being our guy, knowing all the things, keeping our confidence on high. I dedicate this day to you, reminding to be, reminding myself to be the best I can be each and every day, sitting here waiting to speak, wishing I could hear your voice. I know that I'm lucky to have known you. On this sixth day, on the ninth month, I will make you proud of me. Crossing the line with a smile. I miss you. I love you, Lucas. So I think what that was is actually when I posted it, like I said, I hold back stuff because I posted this October 2nd, 2018. Um, I just posted it all at once because the, the other one, was when they finally gave me my offer and I was official. So the last few months have been exhausting. So many different emotions at times, the greatest highs, and then the biggest lows. I can't even describe how I feel. I'm so happy, yet I feel somewhat sad, bittersweet. You aren't here to congratulate me. We aren't sharing a drink together. I don't get to see you laugh. I'm smiling, knowing you are looking down, proud that I crossed the finish line. Thank you, Lucas, for always having my back. I wish we were doing this together. You might not be here physically. I feel you're still watching out for me. My promise to you is to continue to lead with my heart, remembering all the times you helped to refresh me with your kind words. Thank you, Lucas. I love and miss you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then what happens? Uh, what? Eight days later, nine days later, major hurricane levels my city. I'm taking you through through the 2018. I started there in the poems. Uh, yeah, my heart breaks in the wake of so much destruction. 
I'm blessed I haven't lost what so many have lost. Memories erased, homes completely destroyed, roofs torn off, and doors blown away. Driving around the city today, I have seen people caring for one another, listening to each other, crying and sharing stories, even in so much loss. As tears fall from my eyes, a smile emerges, knowing that the city will shine again. It has been two years since this hurricane. It will be three years um, come October 11th of this year. And the city, uh, you know, if, if you were to gauge it, I would say it's about 60% back. Um, I mean, we've been running for some time, but, you know, as far as the the buildings and the housing and all that. And the saddest thing about when we go through destruction, because this is why I pray for Texas right now, is like right now what they're all going through bonds them all together. But you give people six months to a year and then that's where the money and the class division starts where people don't realize like we need each other. And I just remember seeing people go through really terrible things and, and going, I hope that people realize that in the end, we really do need each other. I really do. Because if, if not, like, what the hell is the use of this, right? You know, I remember um, having to barricade my house, worrying if people were going to loot. Um, it was dead of summer heat. So I would go to my car, turn it on to get air throughout the day. Um, curfew was at 6 p.m. So you had to go in the house. Um, we had no running water. We had no running electricity. So you're literally pooping in bags, um, which was, you know, a good deterrent put on the porch, you know, things like that. You, you get into the survival mentality. Like this is not a, a third world country, as we like to say, this is the United States of America. And that's where sometimes I think, um, Americans really need to get their heads out their butts because it can happen here. So that's why I say, as I say, I went through it. You know, almost three years ago, I pray for the people in Texas right now when it was cold, because that's ridiculous. Um, people shouldn't die because we care more about profits than we do people. And to give you one of the craziest stories for me was day six of, of this whole hurricane thing. I was finally able to take a shower. I'm headed out of the, the county to a slice of normalcy. I told myself that today. Wouldn't be the day, no, would be the day I wouldn't cry out of any day. This would not be the day I would cry. Trying to force myself to stay strong. Each day at some point, I have been driven to tears. Not today. I have so many reasons to smile. I will get to take a shower. The moment has arrived. As the hot water started to touch my skin, I was overwhelmed with emotions. Tears began to fall from my eyes. I remember... um. You know, I, I don't really like to to bother my ex-wife. I know my ex-wife would, would always help me, um, just as I have been gracious to her. But she has a husband, and I, I try to be respectful. Uh, I actually, let me take that back. I don't try to be respectful. I am more than enough respectful. And so she lived on the beach. I live in town at the time, and she didn't, she didn't miss a beat. She had water. She had power. And she was like, you know, Jay, you need to come. You take a shower. And I'm like, no, no. And then finally I was like, I really need, need to take a shower. Can I do it? She's like, yeah, go ahead. And I just remember crying like a baby. And I just, it, it, it was a very traumatic experience. I will never forget uh, 2018 in a nutshell because it, it gave me so many lumps and losses. And in the end, um, it, it shaped up to have 2019 and be one of those, uh, great years 
for me. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I think hey, let's 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 jump to to nineteen. Let's let's give you that. Like I said, I, I'm I'm kind of liking this succession of being in order. One of the things this was. Well, this was actually this one was something that as I was um I was thinking about my team. So, you know, went through Lucas, got a new team. Um we we internalized. We went through the rest of the year, even though, like I said, 15 of my stores were closed at the time. I had to go through so much madness. And it was my team that really kept me smiling. And every day. And so this was something that I wrote for them. Each of you have helped to give me strength in moments that were challenging in which I began to shrink, feeling so small, making it hard to believe that I could be great. Your love helped to guide me on the toughest of days. All I hope is that I have given each of you the same strength in return as you have given me. Thank you for always helping me to push further, even when I believe that I can't. Your love reminds me that I can. It was just, it, it was how I was feeling before, um, you know, I took this trip. I'm just so happy um, about, you know, what was going to be a time to see all my teammates again. And just wondering like, oh, would I, would I have the opportunity? Will I win? I don't know. And then comes the day of the awards. And so the morning, and I've, I've read this before, but I'm, I'm taking you through this because what I'm going to give you is I'm going to give you some audio too of the night where I left all my teammates, like after I won this award and I'm like, no, I need to go back to my room because I was decompressing. And I had this conversation and I think I want to leave it. I think I want to leave it in this space um, because I think it's important. I just really do. So what I'm going to do is um, because I'm going to get myself cut because it makes you, oh, I'm on the computer. I'm not recording from a phone. It cuts in segments. So I'm going to read this poem, but then I'm going to give you the audio in the next segment. So this is the morning of the awards dinner. This will be the 10th dinner. Awards will be given out. Usually your heart left in doubt, feeling small as you aren't important. Look around the room. All of these amazing people. You sit with the best of the best. Tilt your head up. Raise those shoulders. You're in this room, not out of chance or luck. You're here because of your greatness. Don't allow an award ceremony in which your name isn't called to cause you to shrink. This is the moment to celebrate all of the victories that helped you to grow. When the time comes for the names to be called, take a deep breath, cheer and scream for your peers, smile, reminding yourself that you're amazing. And so we go through the day, we have fun, da, 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 da. we come back, we get all dressed up. I'm feeling, feeling suave, feeling smooth, have myself a nice dinner, a few drinks, Feeling a little good by myself. Had a really nice hat. I talked about this, I think, in the positivity world. Had a really nice hat. And when they called my name, I was so shocked that I put the hat down on the table and I never got it back. So here's the here's the poem after. Yeah. Sitting with my teammates, they all look amazing. I'm enjoying dinner with my family. The awards start to go out. Name by name, I have said my piece. 
I didn't expect to win tonight. Sitting at this table already means I am a winner. There are only 800 people who are in my position. The last name flashes on the screen. Cheers erupt from the table. That's my name that is called. I'm shocked. All I can say is that, hey, they said my name wrong. Then I realize it's my turn to walk across that stage. This moment I have dreamed about for many years. So many emotions that were felt I couldn't even speak. Then I arrived back to my table to a sea of love. The people who inspire me, standing there waiting to hug me. I thought I was going to cry. I kept it together. I couldn't believe that I won. It was such a beautiful moment. I did not know. I did not know that 2019 was going to be so amazing. And that was the start of how amazing 2019 for me was. It was a hell of a year for me. After 2017, and I I didn't start from 2017 with a mental breakdown, but from 2017, like getting my ass handed to me, to 2018, from death to hurricane, 2019 was a year of years. It It was fucking amazing. So, yeah, when that night, have so many people hug me, um, take pictures. I think it was the biggest smile that I've ever had um, for work. I, like I said, when I had Ryan, I had such a big smile. But, yeah, like it was it was such a crazy experience. I was just not prepared for it at all. I didn't, I didn't expect to. Um, I didn't expect to win anything. But we want something. <laughs> uh, words. I've been trying to find them for someone so poetic. And I think that I'll, once I sit down and really think this, I can figure out what it means to me. Lucas, I love you. It's supposed to be you that was hugging me too. But you know what? Your spirit lives on and you've pushed me to be better. I hope that I made you proud. I dedicate, like I said, I dedicate um, this award to you, to your mom, to your dad. I dedicate it to my teammates. Um, I dedicate it to, you know, these are the people who helped push me through, who kept me positive, who kept me going. I dedicate it to the the managers in my territory, the reps in my territory. I dedicate it to all of you because all of you give me energy and spirit to keep going, even when at times or days I just felt so small. I remember this morning writing a poem about awards night and reminding myself to celebrate the victories. I assumed that I wouldn't win. I assumed that I wouldn't be recognized. And and the truth is, um, I accepted that I am one of the best of the best. And I sit at that table for a reason, but to get this award, to accomplish this, all the hard work over all these years, most of all, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be who I am without being a dad.
dad. I wouldn't be who I am without um, Ryan, my son. You continue to push me in ways I cannot even begin to describe. You make me a better man, a better person. And, uh, I love you. Awards don't mean everything. They're really not important in the grand scheme of it. For me, though, I work really hard at what I do. So to be considered the best of the best means something to me. And um, it's what I needed, especially after losing Lucas in the hurricane last year. It just was so much. Tonight is a night I'll never forget, as long as I live. It's up there. Yeah. And uh, I think um, I'm glad I got to uh, to put that here, honestly, to record it into this setting. I'm glad that it will be here because it – my words in that moment, that's exactly how I felt. It was very, very overwhelming for me and just – I'll never, like I said, I'll never forget that night. It was a, it was an amazing night and it was an amazing week. And I'm just so grateful that I, I got to do that because then, you know, when you look at the rest of 2019, then I go to San Francisco the next month and around August, September, I go to Brooklyn and I just meet, met so many great people, um, that year. And it was just, it was just so fun. It was just so amazing. And it was just. It's just a hell of a time, and it it, it really was. Twenty nineteen was was something, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll never I'll never forget it as long as I live. I was debating if I was going to give you some of like that early <laughs> at early twenty seventeen. I'm going all the way back to when I first started posting my, my poetry. Um, you know, maybe I'll do one of these lost episodes again. It'd be nice to record uh, this poetry series called You. I had about 64 poems in that series. And um, maybe I'll make an episode about that. Maybe, maybe I'll make an episode of You and I can take all that poetry and actually make it audio, make audio. Because... I had audio files like voice recordings, but maybe, maybe the idea is to, to make it into, you know, into an episode. I remember um, when I started this, I want to read this poem. This is in October of 2017. I was um, creating art with, with some creatives. And I just felt like at times people can think that they're too big for themselves. This poem specifically was directed in in the energy of of all of us, just making sure that we were holding ourselves accountable, but we were trying to be better. But I think the thing about this poem is is that when you look at the times that we're in right now, a lot of, uh, you know, officials, a lot of public servants could take a cue from this poem and to look at themselves and to really go, hey, I need to be better because... Hey, some people need to stop. So I'm going to give it to you. Um, The title is The Art of the Ego. (laughs) We were all creating magic. Then one day we were lost. How tragic. Everyone ran off to their own corner. Each in their own way was an attacker. Lost. 
was the why in this equation. Everyone had their side of the situation. All that was left was silence and hurt feelings. Do we all move on to new beginnings? Can we be the men that stand up and stand tall? Ego must be purged. Pride must fall. Yeah, yeah, that that's <laughs> I'll never forget when I wrote that because I literally sat down and I wrote that like in 20 minutes, word from word, rhyming rhyming style, boom. And I was like, yeah, because to kind of sum it up, we were creating great art, honestly. Um and the thing when you create with multiple people, everyone has to have the basic premise and the basic concept. And because there was no basic premise or concept and we were just all freestyling, then that's where heads become, start to butt and start to clash. And I just, um, yeah, I, I, it was funny to me. <laughs> it really was. It really was. Cause for me, the thing about me is like, once I just kind of throw up my hands and I'm done, I'm done. I don't really care. I don't. Because I'm I'm so used to um, losing or having people just disappoint me that the way I handle it is I beat you to it. Gone are the days where you can disappoint me and I really was like expecting you to come. I already expect you to screw up. So I'm going to beat you to it. I am indeed. Um, I want to read this one because I actually wrote this for a friend looking at her journey and what she was going through and things like this. But I think this, this poem is very important for anyone. Your journey has been long and at times seemed impossible. The fire inside of you won't allow you to quit. The same flame grows stronger with each challenge, sharpening your senses, reshaping your instincts, celebrate your victories. Remember to reflect on what you have achieved. I think that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was one of those that just, I felt it and I was happy about it because it was like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it was important to say it. It needed to be said. I think, I think we get so, we get so down on ourselves. We get down on ourselves sometimes. It's like, man, look, look at what you did. Look at, look at where you're at. Look what you went through. Like, you don't believe that you're awesome because you are, you know, this one is, I was one I wrote to myself title is called Jemiah Daniel. So much has been written yet. So little has been said this year can be yours. Just reach out and embrace it. Fear is something you left at yesterday. Today and tomorrow is all on you. There will be days you have doubt days in which you feel small. Just remember these words in your heart. You are loved and are needed. You add value to those around you. You are not alone and will never be. Smile, even in tough days. Inspire others to do more and be great. Love without limits. Speak from your soul. Try, learn, and grow into a better version of yourself. Be genuine and transparent with all your imperfections. Most of all, celebrate the small victories. Yeah, man, just felt that one. I think, you know, I wrote that at the start of 2018, having no idea what the hell I was going to go through in 2018. It was it was a fitting start to 2018. I've talked about this before, and I have a few year-end reviews. I think 
for me, symmetry is important. And so as I end a year, I have to sum it up and I have to come to peace with it. Because when I start a new year, all that stuff that was in last year, it's just that. It's just last year stuff. And yeah, I have the poems to remember the times, but I don't like to carry old debts into new years. It's just something that just doesn't doesn't sit right with me. So I try not to do it. Oh, I commit myself not to do it, actually. <laughs> it's not that I don't try. It's that I commit to not doing it. I've given you, like, all this all this sadness and all this, like, struggle. Like, it's just what I, it's just what I know, right? <laughs> it's what I know. Uh, well, not anything else. I've only known the struggle and the battle, right? I would say, hey, let me give you some some love, but I don't really know if I got that. I'm I'm trying to see if I do. I'm trying to see if I got something that should be pretty. I think I probably put most of it in the vault, honestly. But I do want to leave this one with you too. Um and this is this is important because I need to remember this and I need to put this in a positivity wall. I want you to win. I want us all to win. I will support you through tough times, through any circumstance. You know I will always be cheering for you to win. I will scream from the top of my lungs. You are not alone. There is someone who loves you. There is someone that sees you as important. And I see you as important no matter what you feel or what you think. You're important to me. <laughs> um, I'll give you a cute one. Okay. Okay. Rainy days spent in bed with you are the best. The smell of your hair touching your skin, soft and smooth. Just you and me under these covers, smiles and laughs. Fill the room. Meanwhile, outside, a song is being played by the raindrops falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah, that that there's your cute one after all this like destruction and craziness, right? Uh I give you that. Um I'm gonna give you um to be fair, let me go back to twenty eighteen. Okay, so from January up until May 31st, 2018 was looking like it was going to be 2019. It looked like it was going to be a great year. And um, then June happened and then everything like went downhill from, from June into, you know, until the end of the year, honestly, it just went, it went from like a really good year to just shit. And there was a moment that I had, and I have to, I got to share it here because like, I don't want you guys like, oh man, this guy's just giving us sadness. But I'm, I'm going to give you some some happiness too. This is from a trip I took when I went to Mexico. But I wrote this on December 31st because um, like I said, I like to clear my debts. And at times you don't celebrate the small victories, you forget. And so it's like, oh man, did I really forget? Yeah, I forgot. And because by then I wasn't dating this person, like, like I said, it kind of all went to shit. 
but I want to give you how I felt when I was in Mexico because it was beautiful and she was beautiful. And um, sometimes I look at that like, man, did I screw that up? Yeah, I did, but I didn't screw it up alone. It takes two to tango, people. That's another topic. But here's the poem. <laughs> a moment from earlier this year, and to kind of set the moment for you, um, this is a day we're in the Yucatan um, at a private villa, beautiful beaches. The picture shows beautiful beach, beautiful beach. It's just beautiful. Um, so here's this. A moment from earlier this year, one of the memories I hold close. Smiles were plenty, no cares or any worries. An adventure that pushed me away from all of my comforts, leaving me to explore new things, giving me memories to shape my perspective. I remember the drive to the beach. There were many sights to see. All of this left an impression on my heart. Relax and enjoy this moment. Smile and live in the now. I remember the drive back to the ship. I have never smiled so much. My stomach hurt from all the laughs. Happiness was in reach. My soul was fulfilled and I was free. This moment will always stay with me until the day I no longer breathe. Yeah, that was... That time I spent in Mexico was so amazing because um, the reason why Mexico was such a, a big trip for me is like now I'm in a state of uncomfortability and the way that I'm handling it is I am, I'm challenging myself. I'm creating content. I am challenging myself to enjoy my hobbies and not feel bad for enjoying myself because I've spent so much time putting other people's time into my time slots that at times I don't enjoy myself. And I have to learn to enjoy myself. But honestly, like I got to Mexico, like, oh, Lord, what did this woman sign me up for? I don't think that I'm ready. I think I'm going to lose my freaking mind. I This is not where I'm supposed to be. And then it's like, it just all was beautiful. Like left New Orleans, once we left port, like, I was still like scared. Like, okay, we go do the mustard call where you got to go and stand in your position if the ship is messed up and i'm like oh my god i'm scared and i get back to the room i'm like oh god i don't know what to do like what the hell did i really do and then you know i'm just letting her guide me she's just a tour guide she's done numerous of these cruises so i'm just like you lead me and i will follow and um and i'm gonna tell this story because i've never really told it in a space outside of maybe a few friends and I think this is going to be it. I think I'm going to just leave it here because I think this is a good ending. Uh, so this woman I had been friends with, we went on a few dates in our time and um, we were good friends. I just didn't feel like she was someone I could date because I felt like I had a lot of deficiencies and I did. I wasn't truly ready to date because at the time I still, I still was kind of hung up on my ex-wife, you know, like I was, I didn't know how to let go. I think that was one of the best things one of my friends said and, and what my therapist said, I had to let go of like, okay, that's not your life anymore. You're not married. You're not there. You don't owe this person anything. And then just watching a person pull strings because that's what people will do. People will, will walk all over you if you let them. And so I kind of had to learn boundaries there. And that's another subject I can talk about. But I just didn't feel like I could be exactly what she needed me to be. And the whole time, one of the things that she would always push at me is just be you. It's 
one of the things I'll never forget about this woman that I'll always love about her. She always would tell me, just be you. Just be you. I'm not asking you to be anything else but yourself. I mean, because I was so caught up in what I wasn't, I couldn't focus on what I was. Uh, now I'm giving you the jewels, people. <laughs> it's a lost episode because I didn't really have, I didn't write it. I didn't really have a rhyme or reason, but you know, it feels it feels authentic, like how I used to be in the car. Um, but to the story, so get to Mexico first day. Um, what was the, what was the first thing? First thing we got to do is we get to Cozumel. If you haven't been to Cozumel, beautiful waters. Of course, they it's the tourist trap. They have all the things that tourists would want to go to, Senor Frogs, Hard Rock, all that, blah, 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 blah. Um, so when we were picking the trip, she, she was picking on me because she was like, all right, you get to pick an adventure, I get to pick an adventure. She's like, I want to snorkel, so we're going to go on the catamaran and snorkel off the coral reef. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to get in the water. Newsflash, I don't really like to play in the water. I like the water when I stand outside of it. And so she was like, what do you want to do? And she was like, before you even say anything, you probably want to go to the Mayan ruins. And I'm like, uh, duh. I mean, I'm a nerd. Who wouldn't want to go to the Mayan ruins? And she's like, look, she's like, this is what I'm going to say to you because you're not going to be allowed to pick that. And I'm like, you're not gonna let me pick it. She was like, look, you're going to go to the ruins. She's like, you can't go in them. She was like, so you're going to go there. You're going to look at them for, five, 10 minutes, you're going to get bored. Then they're going to take you to feed you and it's not going to be the best. She's like, I've done it before. She's like, but if that's what you want to do, then we will do it. And I'm like, okay, well, if you tell me that, fair enough, then I'm going to do something fun that I want to do. So they had a class to teach you how to make tacos and margaritas. I'm like, okay, I want to do this. She's like, oh my God, that's what you're going to pick. That's so lame. I'm like, well, we'll be lame. You pick yours, I pick mine. One of the moments I finally, she, you know, we broke up, of course. Um, she was dating somebody else that I'm not going to tell her business, but she had recently come back into town, at, like toward the end of last year. And we were reconnecting, just kind of talking to her. And I never told her this story that I'm about to tell y'all. And I finally was able to settle that debt. It felt good. So we go on the catamaran and I'll never forget it. So we're going and I'm like, I- I'm going to do it. Like, She's making me feel comfortable. I feel like I'll be okay. I'm going to get in this water. They got life jackets. They got flippers. And then they told me they'll be here for me. Why not? Like, I'm in, I'm in Mexico. Why not? So get on the boat, get on the catamaran. I start putting on my life jacket. I'm about to put on my flippers. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be off a of coral reef. You don't have to worry about sharks. I mean, you know, there might be some barracudas. I'm like, barracudas? Instantly. Like, if you could have saw me, I instantly start taking off my life jacket. <laughs> I'm like, nope, I'm not getting in that water. No barracudas. And I remember her looking at me and going, what, you're not going to go in? And I'm like, no. Now, the thing about our connection, she was always someone who challenged me. And the way she would do it sometimes would make me very uncomfortable because she wouldn't go, okay, you're worried or you're scared. She would go, man the fuck up like right now. And it was a little off-putting for me. Um, but as I got, as I got older and as I stepped away and reflected, I realized she just wanted me to be comfortable because she knew that I could do it. I just would limit myself because I was worried. And so, um, I decided, nope, I'm going to sit on the boat. There was another gentleman who was like, I'm sitting on the boat. We're going to drink some cervezas. We chilling. 
So she was like, all right, well, um, if that's not what you want to do, that's fine. She's like, but I'm getting in the water and, but you'll be right here. She's like, just watch my stuff. And when I come back, we'll drink together. And that was the first time in the time that I had known her. I know her for years where she had said something to me that made me feel at ease, made me feel comfortable, made me feel like she really did love me. And I learned that she did. <laughs> uh, I'm stupid. I'm a man. And um, it was just so unreal to me. And the way she made me feel in that moment, I felt like if we could get through bullshit, if like bad stuff didn't happen, which it did, I felt like this was a person that I really could see myself being with for some time. Like I, I, you know, she's a very driven woman, very successful, but I thought we could be something. And, you know, of course I fucked it up, um, but she fucked it up too. We all fucked it up, but that was important. And I didn't say anything because it really, it really was the first day. And it made me so comfortable that everything else that came with the trip, I was just relaxed. It's like, Hey, you want to go try that? Hell yeah. Let's go try it. Let's go do it. And this would be stuff that I normally wouldn't do. Like I wouldn't put my, I wouldn't go get in this water. I wouldn't drink at this certain time of day. I would, I would have to, I'm, I've always been pretty buttoned up about certain things. But when I was in Mexico, I was like, fuck it. Let's, let's take a drink right now. It's this, what, eight o'clock in the morning, our time. Let's take a drink. Fuck it. Like let's live. You only get to do stuff like this every so now again. And then I remember when we go to the, to the, of my adventure and the face she has, I have a picture of it. She was so pissed off to have to go to this because she's like, man, we could have been doing some, we could have been swimming with dolphins or some shit. And I remember we got there and they gave us the bottle of tequila and we're like making, um, they're teaching us how to <laughs> make tacos and how to make avocado, uh, how to make guacamole. Yeah, they were teaching us how to make guacamole. And she had a few drinks and laughing, smiling from ear to ear. I remember she got back on that bus. She was drunk as fuck, but she was laughing and she was like, "This was that was the best adventure ever." And to this day, she would tell me like that. That was one of the best trips that I've ever had in my life, and I don't believe it because, like I said, when somebody dates somebody else, sometimes people tell you shit just to sell, tell you. But that trip did so much wonders for my heart. It was so beautiful. I will never forget um, I will never forget going through that. Never forget going through that. And I just it was just so amazing. And I rem- to, to end this because I've only got so much time left. I remember you know loving my ex-wife and and knowing like, this is a person that she could, just like me, she could take a, a, a penny and make it a dollar. One of the things that just drove me wild about my ex-wife was she could make a bad situation. She can navigate it through any situation. She could take bad and she could find a way through good. Um, and you need people like that in life. But at the same time, her smile was amazing and just she was amazing to me. And then you take this other woman that I dated, and she was a hard worker, very intelligent, but at the same time, a bit bougie. <laughs> and then, and I always felt kind of like intimidated, like she thought I wasn't on her level, but at the same time, like I didn't even know my level. I had to realize, like, I'm, I'm a bad bitch myself. And so I think that's where we butt heads sometimes. Um, I think she leaned to me 
to lead in certain situations and where I just didn't give a shit to lead. And that's where I knew we were doomed because it's like, I didn't care to do this. So because I didn't care to do it, it didn't matter to me. But that time in Mexico was so beautiful for everything and our interactions over time. I will never forget it. Uh, the only other moment that I know that was like really big was like one of the first times we went out, like our first date we went out. Um, we had some seafood and then we went to a club. And this club is it just not open anymore in my area. But it, this club was so cool because like you paid a flat fee and then you got free drinks all night. Of course, they watered them down, but it was still good. And she got drunk as hell. And then my level of care for her showed her certain things about me. But I, there was never a time I was around her that I wasn't smiling. I just think that I got so worried about the future. And I learned a very valuable lesson from 2018 to be in the now. So as I leave this um, episode, I just want to say thank you. If you ever listen to this, if you do, this is the last episode. I wanted to give you some poetry. I kind of gave you some 2018, some 2019. Kind of gave you a little bit of sadness, a little bit of love. I'm very blessed for all the adventures that I got to go through. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And I mean that. I wouldn't have it any other way. So if you look at your life and you think, man, I really wish something was different, don't. Remember, you get to rewrite yourself every day. So go make it fucking better. And smile at all the beautiful memories because they're yours. (laughs) Just like I do. (laughs) Because I've had some beautiful moments in my life. Yeah. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. Chew knows it. <laughs>